Hello, I'm Carlotta Rabello, and you're listening to Tall Stories on Monocle 24. Brought to you by the team behind The Urbanist, the show all about the cities we live in. On this week's episode, we stop off in one of London's lesser-known public parks to visit an unassuming memorial with countless stories to tell. Our guide today is Monocle's David Stevens. Sarah Smith, pantomime artist at Prince's Theatre, died of terrible injuries received when attempting in her inflammable dress to extinguish the flames which had enveloped her companion. William Drake lost his life in averting a serious accident to a lady in Hyde Park whose horses were unmanageable through the breaking of the carriage pole. William Donald of Bayswater, aged 19, railway clerk, was drowned in the lee trying to save a lad from a dangerous entanglement of weed. These tragic vignettes may sound like episode summaries for a 19th century soap opera, but they are in fact real-life accounts of self-sacrifice, immortalised in tile on the wall of an unassuming park in central London. Postman's Park, named as such due to its proximity to the former headquarters of the General Post Office, is nestled between two much more famous pieces of London's urban environment. The iconic late 17th century St Paul's Cathedral and one of the city's most prominent examples of brutalism, the Barbican Estate. While this public garden doesn't feature on as many postcards and tour itineraries as its better-known neighbours, it's no less storied. Nestled away in the back there sits a wall adorned with 54 plaques detailing 54 stories of 54 ordinary lives lost in the pursuit of saving others. The so-called Memorial to Heroic Self-Sacrifice was first proposed by the artist George Frederick Watts in 1887 as a nod to Queen Victoria's Golden Jubilee. Watts is quoted as saying, The material prosperity of a nation is not an abiding possession, the deeds of its people are. Though not accepted at the time, it was revitalised two years later by Henry Gamble, vicar of the church whose former yard now housed Postman's Park. The memorial was unveiled, albeit unfinished, in 1900, consisting of a covered wooden gallery, sheltering a wall with space for 120 tiles. Watts and Gamble clearly had ambitious plans for the space, but Watts was only able to see 13 tiles placed before his death in 1904. His widow, Mary Watts, took over the running of the project, and a further 40 tiles, as well as a memorial to George Frederick Watts himself, were added in the following 27 years, until waning interest saw work cease in 1931. In 2009, however, after a 78-year gap in contributions, the first new tile in decades was unveiled. Lee Pitt, reprographic operator, aged 30, saved a drowning boy from the canal at Thamesmead, but sadly was unable to save himself. This new contribution was spurred on by Pitt's colleague, who lobbied the Diocese of London, and despite previous opposition for new additions, the first tablet since that of Herbert McConaughey, 78 years earlier, was unveiled. Sometimes, spaces which allow moments of quiet contemplation can speak the loudest. This unassuming memorial tucked away in a relatively unmarked corner of a public garden ensures that the stories of those selfless saviours are heard, and it does so without regard for fawning fame or adoration, a perfect parallel to those it wishes to commemorate. Our cities benefit from memorials and cemeteries such as these not just as a place for reflection, but as a window into the lives that were lived long before ours. It's easy to forget that we share our urban environments and walk the same streets as legends long forgotten. Postman's Park offers those heroes a space in their city for all time.
You've been listening to Tall Stories, a Monocle 24 production. Today's episode was produced and edited by David Stevens. Remember to tune in on Thursday for the full 30-minute edition of The Urbanist. I'm Carlotta Rebello. Goodbye, and thank you for listening, city lovers. Music